runasradio.com. You're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell and Greg Hughes. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 64, recorded live June 11th, 2008 at Tech at Orlando with Hal Rotenberg and Carter Shanklin. Run As Radio is produced each week by Pwop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. This is Richard Campbell. You're listening to Run As Radio. We're here at TechEd, hiding in the back of the fishbowl, our little <laughs> podcast room. It's uh, it's very gray in here. Uh, it's towards the end of the show now, so things are getting a little loud. And uh, with me, as always, my co-host, Greg Hughes. Hey, Richard. How are you doing? It is. It has been a little noisy. It's been noisier today than it was the past few days. And and you've been crazy busy today. You've been you were interviewing Mark Rasinovich, and uh, you had some panel discussions. Like you've been all over the map. Yeah, today was my busy day as opposed to the busy week and a half for you the past week and a half. So I, I'm just trying to catch up a little bit here, I think, is what I'm trying to do. It's been a good day. I talked to some really interesting people. Um, i, I got to say, I've, the past three tech eds that I've been to, right, doing work um, as opposed to attending, uh, I have not made it to a single session until today, and I actually got to go, and it was sort of cheating. I went to Mark Rusinovich's uh, session so that I could at least be a little bit up to date on what he's talking about before his interview. It was a great session, and it was a fun interview to do. Yeah, and I see you bearing notes and things working on some of these panels. So you're 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 very organized, actually. Yeah, I, I think there might be some people uh, from my past that would laugh at that, but uh, I, I I I try to be prepared. And of course, we had the third heat of Speaker Idol. Uh, Speaker Idol shaping up to be a great run. All of these guys are very very talented. It's going to be tough for the uh, judges to pick out the finalists for the last day, which will be tomorrow. And someday we're actually going to get to go home. But enough with that. Let's talk a little bit about the actual show here. We have two guests with us. And why don't I get you to introduce yourselves? We'll start with Hal. Okay. Hi, I'm Hal Rotenberg. I do a couple of things in the community. One of them is uh, co-host for the Power Scripting Podcast. Indeed. And I've been having a lot of fun with that. We've done about 30 episodes. Uh, It's a podcast all about scripting with PowerShell. And yeah, PowerShell, an awesome tool. And I know we've exchanged a few emails over Mm -hmm. the past few months as I've done some PowerShell shows as well. Yep. Um, the other thing that I do uh, is uh, I'm working on a book about VMware and managing VMware infrastructure using PowerShell. Which is a really cool concept and I guess actually what we're going to talk about for the next half hour or so. And like who's with you, so. Carter? Hi, my name is Carter Shanklin. I want to thank you, Richard and Greg, for stuffing me into this very small enclosure. Yes, yeah, so uh, you like the big black plastic bags that look like we actually packed bodies of our last guests in well, there. Uh, Aren't those nice. Let's uh, let's change the topic very quickly. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about that. So, um, I'm a product manager at VMware. Yes. Uh, one of the products I work on is the VMware PowerShell Toolkit, which is what we're here to talk about today. All right. Well, look. PowerShell. We all know it. We love it. It's very interesting uh, environment. I mean, taking scripting to a whole new level. But it, the truth of this is that you really do have to build your product to work with it, right? It's not just a, a simple scripting language thing. This is a fairly complicated exercise to integrate into uh, the PowerShell world. Yeah. Uh, basically, we, we view this as uh, within VMware, we have web services, but they're very raw and they're they're somewhat hard to use. So we view PowerShell as a layer on top of that that really makes it accessible to systems administrators and to ordinary end users who are not necessarily developers who don't necessarily have the time to learn all of these things. Right. And PowerShell is just one of those technologies that where you can stay on the surface and just make simple calls 
Yeah, absolutely. And They're, also dive pretty deeply into programming as if well. You, if you look at some of our examples, uh, a lot of them are one-liners, and they right. read very much like English sentences. Uh, you, we have commandments like new VM to create a new VM, uh, move VM to move VMs from point A to point B. It's very simple, very natural. You can look at a PowerShell script for VMware and understand immediately what it does, even if you've never seen it before. All right, so we're using the term commandlet, and we've we've done some PowerShell shows in the past. But let's real quick talk about, before we get too deep into this, let's, for people that haven't heard, talk about what is PowerShell, and what do we mean when we say commandlet? Sure. So PowerShell is Microsoft's object-oriented scripting language. It is a shell. It's, uh, well, one of its things that it services is a shell, so it's unlike VBScript in that manner. But um, it, its base building block is a commandlet. It's the rough analog to a native command inside of command.exe. Okay. And um, the, the good thing about using commandlets is that you are using the, the, lo- the highest level interface of whatever it is. What, you know, in, in, in this case, a virtual machine. You're seeing at the highest level the easiest to use interface. And you can pass these objects from commandlet to commandlet and uh, work them with them in a very logical manner. Okay, so in a, in a virtualization environment, VMware, really, Richard, virtualization is more and more and more becoming a platform. You know, maybe it used to think of virtualized, virtual machines and virtualization as an application that you would run on top of some other platform, but more and more it's really becoming the platform, don't you think? Well, it, yeah, it looks like the big enabler of cloud computing. And so now I start thinking about why would I want to be able to script virtual machines? I, I immediately jumps to me in my DevChop show thinking, oh, great, some automation around building test rigs, being able to very quickly set stuff up and provision a, a test environment, that kind of thing. But could, and we should certainly talk about that. Could you also back this into sort of a, when I think of a cloud solution, I think of the ability to quickly provision additional resources on demand as load goes up. Yeah, cloud computing is very important. One other thing that touches on what you mentioned is in the virtual world, uh, a lot of our customers see that VMs just start sprouting up everywhere. Everywhere. And they have no idea where they came from or what they do or anything. The point really is that automation is much more important as you move into the virtual world. And that's where tools like this become really critical. You know, you can have a UI, but who wants to click through a UI 100 times? Uh, 100 servers used to be a very large, uh, you know, medium to large uh, physical server install. Uh, 200 VMs is nothing. I mean, people see this all the time. Right. And just a few machines could be running 200 VMs fairly yeah. painlessly. So, yeah, it's it's true. You know, cloud computing, a lot of it is, you know, how do you do your provisioning? How do you do your maintenance? How do you do your updates? Uh, and that's very important. But you don't need to think uh, that big picture necessarily to get value out of this. Right, so I've got a rack full of blades and running a bunch of virtual servers, maybe virtual machines on on in a given rack. I need to be able to do the same thing to a whole bunch of them. I guess, uh, so why PowerShell? And I, we should talk about, you've released several commandlets, right? We should talk about 102 what 102 commandlets, actually. 102. 102 so, commandlets. So several, several commandlets then, I guess. Is the way it's a very it. large several. Yeah, it's a, so a lot, right? Um, I guess one of the benefits of, of leveraging PowerShell is that there's a lot of administrative type people out there, IT people, mm-hmm. that are using PowerShell to do the vast majority of everything else they're doing in terms of automation. So logically, it just makes sense for VMware to provide this interface so that they can they can have one seamless approach to the way that they're going to do their automation and their administration. Absolutely. We've seen that Windows users have been the early adopters for virtualizing servers. So... Uh, 
as you know, VMware customers, uh, some something above ninety percent of our customers are running Windows in the virtualization uh, on top of virtualization. So it is a very natural fit because Microsoft is making such a big investment in this. Uh, Exchange is built on top of, of PowerShell. We have all the, uh, the other uh, server products like SQL Server that are coming out with PowerShell. Uh, people all over the world are learning PowerShell because they really need uh, to know it to be able to do their jobs effectively. So we want to tap into that, not just tap into it, but also to help accelerate this. Well, a lot of the values of PowerShell over maybe like the old school way of doing even before VB scripting, right, like batch scripting where you had no error handling or anything at all, PowerShell really is a much more mature way to script and to and yeah. manage things. Yeah, it, it's, it has a very rich set of flow control, error handling. You have multiple streams for errors and for your output host and for verbose, you know, verbosity for logging and that sort of thing. One thing I wanted to mention in, um, in the VMware world, you've got a strange mix of Windows and Unix people because uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, the service console traditionally has been a Unix, uh, Linux box, basically. So the people that manage the boxes may not be the same people who manage the virtual machines and so on and so forth, yet their virtual center product, which is the, um, the centralized administration product, that is a Windows product. So you're, you're seeing a big blend of these things, and PowerShell is an ideal tool to assist in that because it actually shares a lot of attributes that come from administration and some scripting tools on other platforms, such as Perl. So did you say 109 commandlets? 102. 102. 102. So my short-term memory is apparently gone, but I was close. <laughs> You're close. Uh, yeah. You're so, close. So uh, in 30 seconds, list them all. Go. List them all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Actually, right, 102. I, I, this, so this is an extensive uh, implementation or leveraging of, of PowerShell. Yeah, definitely. So what... Why don't you give us an idea of what what do those hundred and two commandlets? Uh, what are they made up of? Are they diff- must be some different uh, categories and uh, some way to describe those hundred and two you know, in less could, than thirty minutes. You could broadly uh, categorize them as commandlets that uh, relate to setting up a, a, an ESX host directly or setting up VMs and managing VMs within ESX hosts. So that's kind of the two broad categories. So there are a few that cut across both. Uh, for example, we have a command that will get statistics that will uh, you know, get reporting information and so forth. But the basic area, you can sort of think of it as a life cycle. If you're going to deploy an ESX host, we have commandlets to uh, configure the networking, to configure the storage. Uh, then we have, moving a little bit further on, we have commandlets that will help you create VMs, that will help you power on and power off VMs, uh, reconfigure them, and move them from one host to another. So uh, it really, uh, the objective long-term is to be able to do anything you can do through the UI, uh, that that should be scriptable through PowerShell. So what, what is it that I can do through the UI today that I cannot do with PowerShell right now? What, uh, what, are, there, are there gaps right now in terms of that functionality? Yeah, there are gaps. Uh, what we have right now is actually in beta. And um, you know, so we have some deficiencies in terms of setting up uh, storage, uh, you know, some of the host setup, we really focused on VM lifecycle gotcha. uh, for the beta. Uh, when we get to our GA release, we're going to be a lot stronger with uh, host setup. Uh, but even so, there's, uh, our, our UI basically is, is very big, very extensive. If you look at our web services uh, APIs, we have about 390 uh, web services. So if you compare that to about you know, 100 and something commandlets, 
you can right. see there are going to be gaps there. Yeah, there's more web service methods than there are commandlets, but Much I assume more. that's just for future, right? Well, it, it needs to be said also that the commandlets are the high-level interface. Right. You can still get at the web service objects behind it. Right. You can drill down and get, dig deeper. Of course, at this point, you're learning um, a different object model, right. so it's it's more complex. Pre, pre-packaged commandlets that I could that could easily leverage. Yeah, that. but there's no question that you could write code in PowerShell that could make calls to web services. It's a little more complicated. Well, it actually, it actually, we've we've made uh, calling our specific web services pretty easy. Oh, okay. Uh, so basically, we have sort of an object-oriented approach. We have the ability to pull any object. Uh, so to step back, really, within VMware. Anything that you want to interact with is, is represented by something we call a managed object. We have a method that will allow you to access any managed object in the system. And once you do that, you can simply call any method that's defined on that object. So it's a lot simpler than dealing with raw web services, which tends to be pretty tricky in PowerShell. Right. I am now, so now I'm just trying to imagine some serious scenarios. The neat thing about this all being PowerShell is that I could be... Say we do a scratch provisioning. I mean, and you said we can actually provision a host. So I could almost start with a bare machine. I mean, I have to get that initial bid on to mm-hmm. get something running enough that I have VMware to configure the host, start create, say, a VM for a web server, give it memory allocation, give it uh, what process it can use, some place, some place for disk, what network settings it should use so I can get access to it, start it. And then actually, I guess we need to configure an OS before we can do anything else. But I'm thinking that PowerShell goes straight into IIS. I should be able to provision a whole website and so forth pretty well, much nonstop. You know, that's the vision uh, long term. Okay. I mean, basically, uh, the, the PowerShell that we have uh, is really related to the stuff uh, within VMware itself. Okay. Uh, we don't really have the ability to sort of pierce the veil into the, uh, the guest operating system yet. But, you know, this is something we're, we're working on. We're trying to figure out how we can do that. But I think long term, we really want to mesh up with Microsoft's strategy of PowerShell enabling all of their server products. Right. So that eventually you'll be able to do a provisioning and then, well, now you can call to the Exchange commands and do your Exchange setup, for example, right. or do your IAS setup. I wanted to add that um, after you've created a virtual machine and you have installed the virtual uh, the tools, which... Um, you know, help help to provide some uh, improvement in the driver speed and that sort of thing. Um, one of the things that it exposes is your i your host name or IP address. Right. So you can have a script that is going to interact with it in one way on one side of the veil, as uh, his reference was, and then pick it up on the back end. Now the OS is there. I've you know. Well, because a PowerShell template. does have remote automation capabilities. Mm-hmm. So in theory, if you've set up your your guest OS well enough that it's able to allow for that remote automation, you should be able to dip it in the machine pretty easily. Right. So you certainly could set up WinRM inside of your your host. Basically, you set up PowerShell to uh, right. remoting. Um, we think you know that's certainly a viable uh, way, and it'll work. We really want to make that a lot easier because the, the reason we're moving into PowerShell is really about simplicity. Right. And you know, personally, I think that that can get to be a little bit tricky. So until we have WinRM, until that proliferates to the point where it's everywhere. We also want to have sort of an intermediate solution, and, and we're trying to figure out how to do that as well. So for the average IT guy that's just barely into PowerShell and is still listening to House podcasts and is learning more and more about it and starting to use it, what, you know, as a former IT guy, a former real work IT guy, I guess I should say, you know, um, but... I, 
how easy is it going to be for your average IT guy just to go in and to learn how to leverage these commandlets in PowerShell and to be able to actually start doing things meaningfully on VMware in a way that's going to be that's going to be you know uh, with confidence mm-hmm. and to be able to really understand things really well and to be and, and to, so that we can start taking advantage of some of these you know benefits of automation. Well, that's part of the reason I'm writing the book, of course, is to help bridge that gap. But um, if I can give you a before and after example, right, before okay. PowerShell with VM, they these guys have a long history of providing different interfaces to script things, um, and they've gone through various revisions of that. Um, using example from their Perl toolkit, in order to get a list of your virtual machines, it's about a 20-line chunk of code right. plus some init stuff at the top. To do the same thing in PowerShell, it's get-vm enter after you've logged in. So, you know, this is a whole other angle of this that we're not really... We're really talking about the action side of PowerShell. I want to make something. I want to configure something, that sort of thing. But the enumeration... I think you alluded to this at the beginning, Carter, that really, you know, we have this... Uh, VM sprawl going on where there's so many of them, to have some decent tools to enumerate what I've got, maybe do some additional analysis of them, what are their IPs, where are they configured, all those sorts of things, to have some command line level tools that very quickly give us that enumeration. That's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, we see a lot of people who who have very basic things they want to do, like I just want to get all my VMs, I want to put them into a spreadsheet, and then I want to analyze this in a tool that I'm familiar with, like Excel. Right. That's very easy. It's really just a one-liner. You say get-vm, you pipe that into export-csv, which is uh, something that's built into base PowerShell. Right. You can write that out to a spreadsheet. You can bring that up in a familiar environment. And, you know, it's surprisingly powerful. A lot of people just want to do that to understand what's going on out there. And you can get a little bit more fancy, add a few more lines. You can sort of break it down by data center or by host or anything else like that. Yeah, you can get, I mean, right away you start seeing the power of PowerShell with that, is that ability to add some additional characteristics, do some more filtering, pull additional data. And you, you guys be, are aware about how PowerShell has uh, a very strong use of pipeline. Yeah, the whole piping method. So. Well, the, one thing you can do, and, and he, he alluded to it, Carter did just now, is you can do, for example, git-data center or uh, git-folder. Say you've got a folder for all your test boxes. Git-folder, pipe that to um, new snapshot. So you can do things on a, on a filtered level in, in pipelines, and it's, it just works very seamlessly and easy to, to use. So this is out in beta right now. It is beta. Uh, we are getting close to a release, but I won't be any more specific than that. But truthfully, uh, people are very happy with the beta. It's a very solid beta. We have some known issues, but for the most part, it's a, you know people are getting a lot of value out of it today. So when did your beta phase start? How long have you been It was uh, April 15th when we beta the original uh, original release. We actually have a guy, um, there's one of our guys, he's an active forum member. Uh, he actually built a self-service provisioning portal uh, outside of, uh, based on top of these PowerShell commandlets. So he has uh, actually a whole web interface. You can, you can type in all sorts of parameters, uh, press a button, and it will provision a system, in, including uh, uh, cloning a template, uh, provisioning a full operating system stack, and so forth. That's very cool. I, I, now I'm sort of switching over to my dev chops on this because I start thinking in terms of continuous integration that as soon as a, a check-in occurred on, a, on an application, we're not just talking about doing the build but then immediately going into a provisioning cycle to do testing that I would spin up new VMs, mm-hmm. configure them for a particular set of tests, 
fire off those tests all in still basically PowerShell. I might be dropping down to, to do the PowerShell differently at that point, running a set of tests, getting those reports back, shutting those VMs back down again. Yeah, I, I mean, basically, that's that's really the beauty of it is we have 102 commandlets, and they're very general purpose. You can build a lot of applications on top of this. We, right. We really don't uh, try to anticipate very much uh, the How specifics. How people are going to use it. We really want to give very useful, very flexible tools uh, that really enable other people to to sort of show us, you know, how smart they are. Nice. And they've done a great job of being consistent in how they're um, using the same guidelines that Microsoft has put into place for their own products. So the commandlets and the nouns and the verbs are named intelligently. So, and a familiar style. So someone who's already used to working with s- some other libraries in PowerShell is yeah. going to be pretty comfortable with yours. Yeah, Jeffrey Snover, uh, the PowerShell architect, talks about this a lot. He really says, if I know base PowerShell, it should be very simple for me. The learning uh, that I sh- uh, should need to do to learn a new set of PowerShell commandlets should be as close to zero as possible. That, 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 the, the file new policy, right? I mean, right. the whole reason we had common menuing, this is the same thing that can be carried course, into PowerShell. Of course. Yeah, so we really try to stick to that in terms of very consistent naming conventions. Uh, we really take our cues from uh, the commandlets like base PowerShell, the exchange commandlets, and uh, we really try to, to follow the rules very rigorously. So, you, I mean, you've left this very broad. There's lots of choices there. I can think of a bunch of crazy scenarios myself, but have you, you put together some initial samples of you know, sort of appro- appropriate things to do, stuff that most people are going to want to do? I, I mean, that's a good question right there. What do you think needs automating from VMware that we need that PowerShell is the right way to go about it? Well, I think one of the most common cases we've seen is really provisioning uh, on a very large scale. Okay. A lot of people want to stamp out VMs very quickly. They want to have a full OS stack. Um, you know, this is a terrific example that we see a lot. Uh, and So literally in, dozens or even 100 VMs uh, all at we once. We had a guy who did about 200 wow. all at once. And um, did it with, through the UI. No. No? no? He, That's... That's a recipe for insanity. Yeah, don't do make that. it crazy. So, what was the alternative? Or he's done that now with the PowerShell. He's done what, it with PowerShell. What was his choice before PowerShell? His, his choice before PowerShell, um, I don't know. Uh, hire, <laughs> you know, outsource it to. It's to a lot India, of clicking. I, I don't know. Uh, that's uh, that's a, a carpal tunnel in, exactly. in a can. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, we have a lot of examples like this that are that are forming. Massive uh, basically, provisioning. We have, uh, yeah, that's a good example. We have a lot of other examples. We actually are building a forum uh, where uh, people, you know, the community is contributing a lot of samples. Uh, we at VMware are, are trying to participate and, and uh, you know, give a lot of our samples. We have, uh, you know, basically the forum is online. Um, we figured. We figured. Great. <laughs> no, it's not an offline forum. Thank you, Hal. <laughs> Um, if you actually the main download page for the PowerShell toolkit is vmware.com slash go slash PowerShell and on that page there's also a link to our forum there's a link to the PowerShell blog and on the forum we have uh, you know it's a very lively active discussion forum uh, plenty of samples we also have a fact uh, which we're continuously improving and there's something about PowerShell that seems to engender a community that shares scripts a lot yeah, I just find it remarkable that you know you go out and do a little bit of searching, you can find a script for just about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've been trying to uh, encourage that myself. Um, I've got uh, on my blog halr9000.com. I've been writing myself a, a bunch of resources and scripts that I've personally been using because I use VMware in my day job. So, for example, um, before 
before the PowerShell toolkit, I have about 30 machines, which I have to once a month take snapshots of and then do some operations and right. clean up the snapshots later. And it was a good series of, uh, you know, three to five clicks per yeah, I see instance. The administrative and maintenance just mm-hmm. rudimentary over and the same thing you do over and over and over again, whether it's all at once or if it's even just one thing that you have to do once a week. Right. The, the taking the time to stop and do that and interrupt whatever else needs to go on. If you can automate that, then there's it seriously value. turns it into a set it and forget it yeah, type of thing. Value there. And this is one of these basic axioms we're getting in IT, which is if you've done it twice, you should have automated. Right, right. So, and I, I can imagine if I've given developers the right to create VMs for testing or anything like that, that you know once a week I got to do some housekeeping because they never turn them off. So having some scripts around being able to say, what have they made now? What's new? What's old? What's, when was the last thing, time things were used? Maybe these are ones I can clean off and so forth. That's, that's pretty handy stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, gentlemen, I think we've got ourselves a show here. Uh, it's fascinating to me to see PowerShell spreading to more products. I mean, that's really what's going to make it great. Uh, and, of course, we don't have a release date, but soon. And the beta is available. Uh, do we need a website? Where do we find this? Yeah, the uh, the beta download, vmware.com slash go slash PowerShell. It's a free download. Right. And uh, runs on any system with PowerShell. Carter, Hal, great to talk to you. Thank you very much. i got to plug a URL. Go ahead, plug it sapienpress.com slash vmware.asp that is where you'll find the book uh, information now and when it's completed where you'll find uh, how, how to purchase it excellent great show Thank thanks you guys. very much guys and thanks, we'll guys. see you next week on Run As Radio <laughs>